Blog Talk Radio. And I am the creator of Fantasy Dating and the author of Dare to Date. And I am here with my hopefully much more awake co-host, Ryan Truax. Hi, Ryan. Hello. How are you, Suzanne? (laughs) You're tired. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. A little bit of a mess today. Um, Well, you look great. Oh, hey. Thank you. You still look really peppy. See? See, guys? That's what you're supposed to say. That's what you're supposed to say to a woman. Well, you look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I value you for all of your thoughts and your humor and um, <laughs> all of the good things that you do for the world, Suzanne. Oh, that is wonderful. Really yeah. wonderful. I don't. Ju- I mean, it's not just for your looks is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, thank you. No, I got it. I yeah. got it. It's flirting. Yeah. It's flirting 101, you yep. know. Don't don't just compliment me on my looks. Compliment me on the rest of me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Fantastic. So, how's your week been? Uh... Well, to be completely honest, I have felt a lot like uh, Milton, Milton from uh, Office Space, oh. the little muttery guy that wants to put strychnine in the guacamole and blow up the building. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. It's, I've been sort of this like building? that. This building? No, not this building. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a, uh, a a week that has required some patience. Mm. I see. Which really hasn't I guess it hasn't been that bad because I'm an extraordinarily patient guy. I usually do really really well with things like keeping my temper and uh not uh jumping down people's throats and um just generally being a really good like even-keeled dude. I totally agree. Yeah. And was, you know what? I like you for that, but I also really like you for your looks. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Yeah. Good. There is I mean, we are swimming in sarcasm right now in this room. There's enough sarcasm in here right now to uh make a big sarcasm sandwich. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, why don't we just continue on the sarcasm road by talking about some dating news? Oh, dating news. Yeah. What what um what 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 well, Suzanne, I read today uh, that there is – I was actually very surprised by this, and I thought it was a little bit weird, and I thought we could discuss. I mean, we've discussed a number of times. We've talked about um, sort of the advent of uh, cell phone use and dating apps and social media. Oh, you're referring to last, media last week's dick pics conversation, and, aren't yeah, you? All yeah. Of that, yeah, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But So uh, I, I read today – that there is a guy, and I couldn't tell you what the guy's name is, uh, but he apparently was like a Disney, like a Disney TV personality, Disney TV star, okay. young guy, young buck. Yes, 
20 something. Yes. And uh, he apparently had a girl who Twitter was like a like a super fan, mm-hmm. and Twitter stalked him uh, to the point where he finally went out with her, and now I guess they're dating. Oh my god. Yeah, I, she stalked him on Twitter for like six years. Wow. And then finally he gave up. Uh, and was like, yeah, okay, I'll go out with you. And now apparently they're like together. Wow. Um, which I mean opened up a whole just box of questions for me. Sure. Um, that kind of drives a bad message. Like you know, it's okay to stalk people, and they actually think it's sexy. Or you know, on the flip side, you can choose to look at the positive and go, hey, ladies, persevere. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's gonna be yeah. there'd be a whole no. whole mess of crazy. <laughs> going on if you uh, yes. if you went with that route but no yeah but so I did think to myself I mean first of all I was like is it because did like his Disney show end I don't I mean I don't know I, I don't know who the person is or whatever but if his like was that a contributing factor I have where no he's idea. like oh, hey you know I'm not on TV anymore so now I can date some of those regular folk mm. I don't know I don't know. I have no uh, idea. If his profile decreased, did his odds of dating a Twitter stalker increase? I guess really that's what I'm oh, trying I guess to say. Like, what, where's the axis? Where like where does where's the intersect point of career trajectory going downward mm. with Twitter stalker dating going upward? Right, right. Like, wh- at what point does it seem like a good idea? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I have to say, I know a few musicians. Um, I and I mean, really well-known musicians who have um. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say I know him really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Right. No. Some musicians. Yeah, but um, but yeah, who who've actually dated super fans? Mm. Yeah, and uh, and and been serious with the super fans. I mean, it happens. That happens. I also know a regular person who's not a celebrity who actually married a guy who stalked her. That's so weird. Yeah, it wouldn't be a turn on for me. Like, okay, <laughs> when you say he stalked her, what do you? Like, what made him stalkery, I guess, really is my question. Well, they they dated for a little bit, and then she decided that she didn't want to be with him, and then he stalked her. I mean, stalked her, would, like, show up at her work and would be outside her place and, I mean, stuff like that. Ah. And then at some point, somehow, I don't know, the stalkering stuff seemed, like, okay, and, I mean, they are married. And the weirdest wow. part is that he seems like the most normal dude in the world. I mean, he's the sweetest, nicest. But... Yeah, when well, he's not standing outside your apartment in a ski cap. <laughs> I know, I know. He seems totally normal then. No, I know. But One it's... day he showed up with a can of mace. Not interesting. <laughs> the next day he showed up with a puppy. Okay, let's go out. Oh, my God. So strange. Uh, audience, if you have any uh, comments on stalking, please feel free to call us at 323-870-3965. <laughs> That's the title for this week's episode. When is stalking? Stalking okay. Yes. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, There's going to be 37 not. callers, and they're all going to be like, it's okay right now. And then we'll hang up on them, and they'll call right back and be like, it's still okay. <laughs> Freaky, stalkery weirdos. Yep, yep. Stalkers love us, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay, so other, uh, yeah, outside of the Disney dating thing, um, I didn't really see a lot. There wasn't a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, in the in the world of you know dating and relationships and 
all of that stuff, no, I, I just, guess. I, I just know. read about one new app that, you know, you wear with your you wear your Fitbit with it and then it measures your heartbeat when you're looking at profiles. Oh yeah. And then according to your heartbeat, if it gets elevated, then they show you similar profiles. So I thought that was sort of uh I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it would be interesting to Fitbit people. So, yeah. Are you a Fitbit person? Do you have a Fitbit? Do no, you wear a Fitbit? I, no, I do not. I got my wife a Fitbit like for Christmas. Fitbit, Fitbit yeah, don't I you? Do. Yeah. Got my wife a Fitbit for Christmas. She oh. told me to take it back. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. So I'll be returning the Fitbit. Oh. Um. Hmm. Okay. So this thing it measures your. It's like it, it checks out your heart rate while you're looking at. Yeah. Profiles, photographs. Yeah. Whatever. How does it know that you're looking at profiles or photographs as opposed to doing anything else that might elevate your heart rate? Because it's it it, it it you have to turn the app on. Yeah, it ha- the app has to be on with the Fitbit. So they 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 right. So it's, it's like your phone is talking to the thing that you're wearing on your wrist. Right. So it's like if I'm looking at a, at your profile and my heartbeat st- starts to go wild, it knows that I was on Ryan's profile. So you have to log yourself in. You're like, I feel like I'm gonna surf match for three and a half hours and not yes. email anybody, but just be stalkery and look at a bunch of profiles. Then you turn the app on, and so then it like gives you real-time feedback as to what you internally were thinking, even if you weren't externally exactly. thinking that. Is that sort of the idea? Yes, I think that's sort of the idea. So you have to log yourself in before you log yourself in is sort of what the – I'm not sure this was thought out really well. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have the, the app creator on the air, and we'll and we'll have them explain it. Perhaps uh, we'll reach out and see if they want to be a guest. You know, I just found out after my mom was listening to the show last week. Uh, she may have told me a couple of weeks ago, actually, but she reminded me last week, probably uh, following the uh, amount of time that we spent talking about dick pics last week. Oh, she must have loved it. Yeah, she was like, hey, I have an idea for your show. Oh, my God, what was it? <laughs> uh, and it it was uh, – so apparently one of one of my uh, sort of distant relatives – not that distant, but I mean like a cousin's cousin's husband or something – has developed a, a, a dating app that actually is like out and about and in the world. And I need to get a little bit more information about it, but I think that we should maybe uh, have him come on. Have Absolutely. him come on the show. Of course. And talk about the dating app that, Absolutely. that he's developed. Uh, yes. So you know, we'll put that in the put that in the wheelhouse for sometime in the next couple of weeks. Well, you know, speaking of guests, I yeah. believe that ours may be on the line. Excellent. Uh, so we are about to speak with Erica Angelo. She is a dating coach, and we're very excited to have her on. Uh, Hi. Oh, there she is. Hi, Erica. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing really well uh, <laughs> so far. So um, thanks so much for coming on. Oh, Perhaps my God, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, why don't we start by finding out a little bit about you and, you know, how you became a dating coach and what inspired you to help people? I, I love that you guys transition from dick pics to me. It's just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not offended. <laughs> I I think it's perfect. I'm like that, that is a perfect intro. Like God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for not being offended. <laughs> yeah, I am a dating coach. I um I so I was married for seven years, and um you guys are talking about stalking, but hey, that's how I got my start in dating was stalking. I was this like married woman for seven years. 
I like leave everything. I moved to Columbus, Ohio. And as I get there, my friends are like, hey, you should meet us on MySpace. I'm like, what the hell is MySpace? So I get on and I'm like, oh, my God, it's just the mecca of hot guys that you can look at and they don't know. And that's where I started my whole dating journey was on MySpace. I kid you not. So I start killing – I'm not joking. start killing it with my dating life. I'm dating like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the club, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just balls to the walls and – or ovaries to the walls. And so – goes on and on and on for years and then a buddy of mine says hey why don't you start writing about dating advice and I said that's probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard and he said no I'm serious he goes you have a really good dating life you date like these really quality guys you don't have drama like your girlfriends write about it and I said yeah okay and lo and behold that was like in 2008 and here we are and now people actually pay me to give them advice Interesting. Woohoo! That is <laughs> awesome. That is a great example of how to find something you love doing and make it make it pay you. <laughs> Absolutely. I want to chime in on the whole like stalking thing. I was like, you know, when I was a little like nine year old girl, I always thought about like new kids on the block. I think maybe I was around twelve at that time when they were hot, and I was like, if I could just hold out until when they're like old and they're not famous anymore, then I could date them. Uh, that was my strategy at like 12. So I was so already think, like thinking like that. So you think that Ryan's theory about, you know, the idea is, okay, well, when does the, what did you say? When does the trajectory go down? Yeah, so that, career trajectory going down. <laughs> yeah, enough so that yeah, you. Versus the sort that, of upward arc of, yeah, dating someone who is a non-celebrity. Yeah. So yeah. you were like, that when you were 12. <laughs> yes, I was like, Jordan Knight cannot like be famous forever like at some point he's not going to be famous and when that happens that dude's going to be my boyfriend oh see mine's Donnie Wahlberg and I I just I I have a mad celebrity crush on him I don't know why but I do I get it I get it I get it sister I never I never found Jordan though and then I I wanted Jonathan as well but then I found that he was gay so I was like well that's not going to work for me um but Jordan hey you know if you're out there, out Jordan, there. you could probably find <laughs> oh, him on Twitter and start stalking him. It seems like it's the well. There you go. <laughs> so the thing that I have to clarify right now, though, is uh, is anybody who is currently on this show right now dating a new kid on the block? No, right? No, 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 not no. unless you've got a side guy. All right. No, no. I don't. No, I, no, I don't. Uh, no. I was never. A, I was never a big new kids fan. Go that. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. No. All right. Um, <laughs> no new kids posters in my room. Sorry, Suze. So, so okay. So, what's happening now with your coaching? So, uh, who do you coach, and how do the people find you, and what's going on? So, I work. I I started working out with women, and then I transitioned and started working with men. Um, I wrote a couple books for women, actually. One was called. Um, dating with a point and it's just giving women clarity with their dating i feel like with women we're just like ah hey we're gonna go out i'm gonna date like whoever and it's like no no that's that's not how you date you have to go out with purpose you have to have clarity and you can't just go out and date whoever it doesn't work like Amen. that so i wrote a 
wrote a book called Dating with a Point for Women. It's on Kindle. And then I wrote another book for women called Strutting Your Way Through a Broken Heart. And it's a 30-day guide to walking out a breakup and some practical things that you can do to get over your broken heart. I love that. I love yeah. that. Because you know, there are a few books that are out there um, about, you know, getting dumped or how to handle a breakup, but I love the 30-day guide. Like, I love that it's specific. Is it specific? Like, every day there's something that's, you know, okay, no, on this day do that. Oh, Absolutely. Awesome. You, you have something to do every single day. And really, you you have to approach it that way. you got to stay focused on other things. Otherwise, the breakup will just beat the shit out of you. And yeah. so, oh, can I say those words on this show? You can say whatever you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. That. But it's true. You gotta have some kind of focus. You gotta have some kind of goal to work to. Otherwise, I mean, you just lay in bed with your heart bleeding everywhere and like eating Ben and Jerry's, like it's going out of style. Ah, uh, I know. <laughs> How many I of those too, thirty sister. days are tequila? That's what I want. Would like to. tequila. In my world, all yeah, thirty. All thirty. <laughs> <laughs> And right before you go to bed, tequila. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. And then I That's I started um I then I started getting like this whole audience of men, which was really like bizarre. I was like, wait a minute. I'm basically like giving women advice in terms of empowering them and how to like kick your asses in dating. And you wanna come to me and ask me like what to do about women? And I found that like crazy interesting. So I was like, Okay, let's go for this. And you know what? It was like the best thing I could have added to my business was bringing men on board because what I ended up finding was, you know, I think I think initially, if I'm very transparent, when I started giving my dating advice, there was a bit of this jaded side of me. I, You know, I had been through a divorce. I was out single. I wasn't really out dating with my heart. I was just dating because it was hella fun. And there wasn't a lot of heart involved. And so I, some of my old blogs, like there was a bit of cynicism in there. And that completely changed when I actually started working with men because these men would come to me with such postures of, I want to become the best man I absolutely can. Like, I want to find a good woman. I She doesn't have to be just insanely hot. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I saw this whole different perspective of, like, these really quality, amazing men. And I and it was a great transition in my business because I found that I ended up becoming more of an advocate for men and, and a voice for men, which is something that I love. And, and women love it as well because they're like, Erica, I've had women in tears, seriously, going, Thank you for telling me that. That is so refreshing because I had no idea that there were still guys out there that were willing to work their asses off to become the best version of themselves. I love that. I love that. So, what do you think? What do you think are some of the? Um, what do you think blocks men from from actually going out and and finding the women and actually pursuing the women? What do you think? What do you think are the biggest challenges for them? Men are lost these days. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Men are super lost. Men don't know their roles anymore. I mean, in the past, roles were very defined. Now they're not defined anymore. Women are making their own money. Women are actively out pursuing men. And I feel like men are going, where do I belong in this? And where is my purpose? And what is my role in this? And so um, if you've ever heard the expression, a confused mind does nothing, 
that's exactly what's going on with a lot of our single men. They're confused. They don't know where, where they stand in this whole dating love game. And so a lot of them are doing nothing or you find them doing stupid stuff like ghosting and, and, and stupid stuff like that. Um, but really they've just, they've lost their voice and they, they've lost their role when it comes to dating. That's fascinating. Ryan, as a man, do you have thoughts on that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's something that we've addressed, you know, on the show previously. Like there's, I think it goes both ways. I mean, I think it's men, women, whatever it is. If you're dating, yeah, you have to understand that you have to be out there sort of dating with a purpose if you're actually trying to get anywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree that I think that in the, you know, world of today where gender roles are not as clearly defined anymore, I could certainly see that being a stumbling block for, you know, a number of dudes out there, I guess. Mm. Yeah, not being able to sort of figure out, okay, wait a minute, what what is, you know, what is my role now? Because she's right. I mean, it's not, it's no longer clearly defined like it used to be. Yeah. Well, so when it comes to fantasy dating, you know, so obviously I, I, I don't know how much you know about the game, but basically it's a play on fantasy football. And so people get together, they create leagues, they set stakes, they compete against each other, earn points by dating. And the whole goal, goal is to just get people to stop complaining and do something. And so, right. we, you know, we don't care if you, you know, flirt with the person at the supermarket or if you go to meetups or you use dating apps or speed dating or whatever. But, but what's your take on using dating apps and dating tools and which ones do you suggest if, if you even suggest them? I totally suggest them. You know, I keep, I keep telling people, it's like, we are, we are so fortunate in this day and age with technology because you have more of an opportunity to date and meet people than ever before. But I think a lot of people jump into dating apps thinking that they're going to do all the work. No, you fuck. You have to. You have to work. You have to do the work, and and part of that is is also like it's a lot of heart posturing. Like people are scared, scared of love, scared of commitment now, and so it's like, well, I'm on these dating apps and nothing's happening. I'm like, yeah, but you're not dating from your heart. You're not. You're not invested into it. You're just treating these people as if they're just another picture that you can swipe if you're going at it with that kind of posture you're damn straight it's never going to work you have to take responsibility and accountability with your dating but dating apps i mean it's such a brilliant tool to be able to go out and meet someone and actually like facilitate connections i totally agree (laughs) it's uh, yeah it's like amazon for dating i mean that's what i that's how i've always looked at it how so well well, yeah because like well, you could go to like a supermarket, right? And that supermarket might have bread and bananas and apples and jelly. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to Amazon and be like, I want this type of bread and this kind of banana that oh, came yes. from this particular place. Yes. And yes. these sorts of apples. And I want them all together and to come in one big fancy box. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Like dating apps, I feel like are that way a little bit. It lets you, it lets you, uh, sort of parse the information, you know what I mean, really quickly. And Definitely. Then, and set some parameters Yes. that then sort of get rid of the people that you would otherwise spend an entire date sitting and being bored with. Yeah. I think. 
I, well, I, I don't mean, know. I've never successfully used a dating app, so I guess I couldn't really speak to it. But I, I'm not so great with them either. I mean, honestly, and you I have to and, be and, on and, them first, Suzanne. And well, I know I'm not right now. <laughs> I know I'm so not on it right now, which is so embarrassing. Um, but <laughs> but I'm about to be. But um, but when I but mm. when I've used them before, I'm not really so great at them. I actually have a lot of success face to face. I don't know. I mean, that's just me personally. Um, when I'm out and about, I talk to everybody, and I never leave without giving them a number. So. But um, that's me. Back to you, Erica. So, 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 um, okay. So we've talked about the challenges that people uh, uh, face. Um, Do you have any like? Do you have any good success stories or any stories that you love to share about dating apps or just dating as a whole? Just dating as a whole, or maybe some of the people you've encountered, or you know, things that made you go, Yeah. yeah. I had a really, this is a really cool one for me um, this summer. It was a, there was a guy that I had coached back in 2012 and he was in a really toxic relationship um, that he just kept going back to. And he was, he called me in tears and he said, um, he said, you know, Erica, what, what do I do? And we just really worked through it. And basically it was like, look, you don't value yourself. The only reason why you would allow yourself to be in a toxic relationship and continue to go back to that toxicity is the fact that you have no love, you have no value, you have no self-worth whatsoever. And as long as you continue with that, you will continue to find these kind of toxic women. So really, it's a time for you to hold the mirror up to yourself. And, you know, that's a hard conversation to have with someone. And it's even more difficult to help facilitate that because it's easy to just go, oh, you don't love yourself. Well, no shit. Now, what do I do? And so we started working on it. Like, how do you love yourself? How do you really change that? So um, it just so happened. I'm from Texas and he, he was in Texas and he said, "Um, Erica, I'd love for you to come to my wedding this summer. And I was like, this is so weird. This is crazy. This is actually happening. So I show up and I'm like, yo, why is Beyonce's dad at your wedding? He's like, because that's Beyonce's cousin. I married Beyonce's cousin. I was like, what? And so they oh got my. married at the house of Darion in Houston, Texas. And I was, and he was so gracious. He went around telling everyone at the wedding, it's because of this woman I was able to meet my wife. I was in such a bad relationship before. And, you know, she helped coach me through and she worked helped me work through some personal things and now I have this amazing woman and oh my god his wife is just like a godsend she's like a walking angel she's probably one of the sweetest people I have ever met that's amazing that was probably one of my most exciting stories I was like that's just it's it's almost surreal it's almost surreal so cool it's great. It's it's really cool when you're like working when you develop relationships with these people and then you you know you help them you know meet someone you help facilitate that and then like a year later they they tell their girlfriend oh yeah by the way the Erica girl yeah she kind of coached me and that's why you and I are here today it's just so freaking cool it's amazing <laughs> I so love in your it. coaching in your coaching business do you focus on like individual clients one at a time or do you coach in group settings or like give me an idea of sort of what the structure is of uh, how you sort of do your job so there's a membership website where i do it in a group setting 
And then I also have my exclusive one-on-one coaching. And I love I love doing them both because, you know, I, there's only one of me. So it's not like I can coach every single person one-on-one. Um, so in that membership website, it's just brilliant because I can work with a group of men all at once and still give them that valuable information. But then, you know, the one-on-one setting too, that's just so powerful in itself. It's so intimate and, and just incredibly powerful. So it goes, I do both. Gotcha. Sounds great. Sounds great. So um, on your website, you have all these great videos. And so, you know, we were looking through some of them. And um, and there was one about building confidence. And, and I yeah. firmly believe, you know, it goes back to what you were just saying about loving yourself. You know, if you If you don't love yourself, you don't have confidence. If you don't have confidence, then, you know, you're not going to be attractive because confidence is sexy. It's all linked, you know. So, um would you be willing to share just like, you know, a tip or two about how to build confidence? Absolutely. You know, it is, confidence is a huge, huge thing and it's not an overnight thing. And I just want to encourage any of your listeners, like if you are being really honest with yourself and you're like, you know what, I don't have a lot of confidence. Like that's okay. It took me seven years of a marriage to finally get clear of what I didn't want um, to wake up and go, this is what I do want, and I'm determined to have that. And that's what started fostering this confidence of not only can I have that, but I will have this and going after that. And and the first thing, first and foremost, is um, I know this sounds so cheesy, but just giving yourself the permission to be a valued person. I think so many people live their lives, you know, based out of childhood and whatever their upbringings, where so many people have taken permission away from them. They've told them where they're wrong, where they suck, where they're a disappointment. And all of my coaching always goes back to that. It's looking my clients in the face and saying, hey, I give you permission again to find yourself valuable. So if there's someone listening on this call and you say, you know what, I do, I feel shit about myself, Erica. You know, I just stop that right now. And I speak into your life and I say, I give you permission to be valuable. And I have the authority to do that because I find value in myself. So I give that to you. I give you the permission to find yourself valuable because you are. And so any lies that you've taken on in your life and you've cultivated your identity out of that, I say no more to that. That is over today. Today's a new day. And today I give you the permission to find yourself valuable. Whoa, I love that. that. I love that. Well, that's definitely going to uh, – that's tweetable. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And the second thing is this. Start looking at places. Instead of focusing on where you're not valuing yourself – Start focusing on the places where you really want to place more value on yourself and start taking actionable steps with that. It could be practical things like if you feel overweight and you feel like, you know, I just want to value myself more with my body, then start taking those steps. Go sign up for a gym. Do something practical and start taking everyday practical steps because I wish I could tell you that you could go to my website and I have this magical pill and you take it and then all of a sudden you just grow confidence doesn't work that way it's a daily thing there are still areas in my life where I'm you know I'm like you know what I want more confidence in that and so I daily work on those things I daily push myself I test myself I stretch myself 
so that I can grow in that confidence. So I want you to look at areas in your life where you go, I want to grow in my value in these areas in my life. List out five things or three things. Keep it simple. And then every day start taking actionable steps of what you can do to help facilitate and foster that. I think that's such great advice because I think that, you know, if you're in a situation like some of the people that you mentioned when we first started talking about who just feel lost in dating in general, if you feel lost and 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 as a result it's overwhelming so you don't take any action, if you can look at it from what you were just saying but take it to, to somehow break it down into actionable steps every single day, then, you know, you make a little progress, you feel a little better, you make a little progress, you feel a little better, and then it's not so overwhelming, and you actually start to, you know, uh, make progress. So, I love that. It's so true. I had one client, bless his heart, um, we, I took him out, um, you know, I, I don't know where your callers are coming from, but, you know, out here in Los Angeles, there's a... Um, a club bar in Santa Monica called the bungalow and it tends to attract a lot of attractive people there. And so one of my clients, I said, you and I are going out to the bungalow on a Saturday night. And in his mind, he's like, yes, Erica's going to play wing woman for me. She's going to hook me up with all these hot chicks. Like life is great. I'm glad I'm paying her to do this. Huh. Lo and behold, that is not how it went down. So I were hanging out there and he's like all excited and he's like amped up. And I'm like, all right, bro, tell me, where's the hottest girl? Where's she at? You point her out to me. And he's like all amped up. And he's like, that girl right over there. I was like, you're right. She's beautiful. And I think she's all, she also has like four or five friends around her. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, so that's the girl you're going to go talk to by yourself. And he was like, what? Are you kidding me? And I was like, no, no, no. Not a game. You think this is a game? I don't think this is a game. Yeah, you're going to go talk to that woman right there. And so I told him, you know, these are the things that you're going to say to her. I kid you not, this is a grown-ass man. And he looks at me, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he is shaking, like physically shaking. And he said, Erica, I, I cannot do this. Like, I cannot do this. And I said, sweetheart, I'm sorry, but we are not leaving this place until you do this. So, yes, you are going to do this. And I said, you know, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that she is going to kill you? I mean, you think you're going to die tonight? Because that's the right. worst case scenario is that she can kill you. So do you think she has like a gun in her purse? I mean, we're not in Texas. We're in California. There's no gun here. <laughs> she can't kill you do you think that's going to happen? And he goes, yeah, I could die. I could die, Erica. And I said, yeah, I, I, I just, so that, that's not part of the equation. Long story short, the guy did it. He went, he talked to her, he said hello. She was super gracious to him. He came back to me with such a refreshed smile on his face, his shoulders back, and he said, I did it. I did it. I did it. And I was so proud. And I go, how does it feel? He was like, it's amazing. I said, wait, you're not dead. And he was like, I know, I know, Erica, I know. And so we took that guy, and I even, you know, I, I keep pushing my clients and keep pushing them because when they leave me, I want them to be strong and empowered. I don't want them to be codependent on me. I want them to go out and do this stuff when I'm not there. And so I would, 
we went from that, from this guy having a hard time talking to one girl at the bungalow, to I took him down to the promenade in Santa Monica. And this guy was going up and down and talking to every woman that he found of interest. And he just kicked ass with it. And it was amazing to see this man evolve from someone who was terrified of women to just taking those practical steps of going out and doing it and facing fear, which, as we all know, is false evidence appearing real, going out and facing it and going, I'm going to call bullshit on you, attacking it, dealing with it, and moving on to the next one and getting your power back. And that's what he did, and I was so proud of him. I love it. I actually threw my hands up in the air like, yes, when you when you, when you <laughs> said that he went up to the girl and actually talked to her. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, it touches on something that we've touched on on the show numerous times, which is you're not going to get anywhere unless you talk to somebody in the first place. Yeah. Well, and also, and also, you know what? Another thing is if you don't ask the question, you know, or you don't make the move, then the answer is always no. You know, so it's always good to just try. Uh, Why not? How how will you ever know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's just it. And, and you have to have this almost like Superman mentality of, sure, I can do this. Why not? I remember um, when I was a little girl, you know, I grew up with parents who were ministers. And so they would send me off to church camp every summer. And, you know, while everyone went there for Jesus. I went there for boys. I was like, there is going to be a hot boy there. And guess what? He is going to be my boyfriend for the week. Lo and behold, he doesn't know it. And so that everyone knew that. They were like, Erica, you know, while the rest of the girls are here for Jesus, this girl's here for boys. And they just knew that that's what Erica was going to do. And I would go in there with, like, this delusional state of, I can have any guy in here that I want. I'm just going to pick the one that I want, and I'm going to have him. And it's not like I was, like, the prettiest little girl. I had, like, peroxide orange hair and big eyebrows. But, like, I was convinced that I was going to have whoever I wanted there. And nine out of ten times, God damn it, I did. Ooh, I just said that while I'm talking about church camp. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But Lightning does not strike you down. <laughs> no, I'm not dead today. There we go. But, yeah, it's it's true. It's like it, it's, it's having, like, just this I'm going to do this and going out and doing it. It really is all about, you know, as – cheesy as it sounds you have to take action you have to take those steps and even if you're scared to death you have to do it absolutely well yeah. and people are so i mean i think all of us you know to a certain degree are are brought up or conditioned toward sort of fearing rejection regardless of what that is you, you know negative reinforcement whether it's in your job or from your parents or yeah you know what like whatever the situation is people are generally accustomed to Fearing rejection, uh, and I think that you know, that at least my experience has been in talking with people or whatever that you know are out dating or uh, you know in in that sort of single world. Like the amount of rejection that you face can be sort of disheartening sometimes, but at the same time, it's not nearly as bad as what most people actually envision it's going to be like. No, uh, when it happens, I mean, most people are pretty gracious and actually aren't like yeah. gigantic dicks. Right. Like most people are relatively nice even when they're rejecting you. <laughs> it's true. And when it's they are true. dicks, and when they are dicks, it's like, oh, thank God I found out right away because I don't want to date that guy anyway. You know, I mean, there, the, I mean, that's another part of it. But also, I don't know. I, I look at rejection as, hey, at least it's true from trying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, I well, think, I tried. <laughs> right. I think it's 
super empowering. You know, I will I'll actually tell a personal story on myself about this, and it ties in beautifully with the whole stalking celebrities. I oh. had this massive crush on this celebrity, and everyone knew about it. Like, all of my friends, my mom knew about it. Like, I was crushing on this guy for years, and, like, I – pulled a stalker move like he was doing some like movie promotion thing uh, like like a real creeper like drive out of my way to go to it and like like sneak in like get a picture with him and thought I was gonna die because I stood next to him I was like <gasps> be still mi corazón and was just like in complete stalker mode and so like I'm I I have a friend who moved out here to be a plastic surgeon from Texas and so you know I'm trying to like introduce him to the scene. So we go out to Chateau Marmont and you know he's like all excited he's seeing you know Randy Jackson's there and he's seeing his first celebrity and he's like so amped up and I'm like you know cool glad you got to experience this and I'm like it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like all right old lady like I'm ready to go home and I look up and I'm like oh shit the celebrity guy walks in and I start shaking now I'm the dating coach that's like pushing everybody and busting everyone's balls saying you can't have fear you gotta go do it and here's the dating coach sitting there with my glass of wine shaking uncontrollably and I was like oh my god and so my buddy looks at me and he's like are you okay? I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. My crush from like, for like four years now, just walked in the door and oh my God, like, what do I do? Do I say something? Do I go? Do I go? And he's like, you are acting like a crazy person. I call my mom in Texas. It's 11 o'clock. It's 1 a.m. I'm calling my mom. I'm like in my 30s calling my mommy. Mommy, he just walked in. I don't know what to do. And she goes, Erica, come on. You've been crushing over this guy for too long. You, my mom became the dating coach. I'm like, this is where I get it from. You have to go talk to him. And I was like, oh, you're so right, mom. Okay, okay. And so I worked it out in my head. My buddy's like, oh, just walk up to his table. I'm like, it's Chateau. You don't do that here. I'm like, no, I'm not walking up to his table. That's just so weird. I was like, but I will tell you what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to approach him after he comes out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, way less weird. Like, way less weird. And so he goes, he goes, wait, so we're going to wait here all night until he goes to the bathroom? I'm like, listen, my intuition's like pretty bomb diggity. The guy's going to be going to the bathroom pretty soon. And he's like, bullshit. And sure enough, the guy goes to the bathroom. And so out of nowhere, I, I see him going there, touch up the concealer, throw on the lip gloss, grab my business card with my picture. Cause I'm like, fuck, I look hot on that picture. Like I'll pimp myself out. So I'm like, okay, going to do this. <laughs> I, I go up and I like walk up to him and I'm like, hi, my name is Eric. I met you before. And, blah, 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 and I like, talk a hundred miles per hour. And, and the guy like stopped me like three or four times. And he was like, I'm sorry. What is your name? <laughs> That's how fast I was talking. Oh, and so my gosh. I did it. I did it. I, like, pushed myself. I went. I had a conversation with him, gave him my business card, said it was such a pleasure to meet him. Um, And, you know, personally, I didn't feel like he was, like, he felt anything for me, which is obviously a huge disappointment because here I was, like, crazy about him. But, you know, you can just feel it. And I was like, oh, he wasn't feeling it. But, damn it, I did something about it. I went and I approached him and I did what I preach. And to me, that was, like, super empowering. And so I know a lot of times people can say, oh, well, you're a girl. It's easy for you. 
bullshit. I get rejected just as much as everyone else. Like it's not everyone's going to, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I'm Latina with no boobs and a big mouth. Like not everyone's going to enjoy that mold. And so that's okay. But as long as I stay empowered, as long as I stay empowered and keep going after what I want, then I'm powerful in that. And it doesn't matter whether people accept me or reject me. As long as I'm true to myself and my power, then I'm good. I love that you did it. I love I, I love that you dared to do it because it's, uh, be, uh, I mean, you had to. I mean, it's who, it's who you are. It's like, I don't know. That's great. Well, plus I think you've touched on what might actually end up being a really good meet person, like meet people strategy, which is get them right after they've come out of the bathroom, shake hands <laughs> with them immediately, and then stop. No, you know right away if they're a hand washer or not. Uh, if their hands are still a little bit damp, then they're a hand washer. Exactly. Exactly. And if they're not, then you know to move on. That's true. Exactly. That's very true. I'm like, bad hygiene. Yep. Peace out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I love that you did that. That's good. That's like your it biggest could... fear. I mean, you basically, I mean, I, 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 that's that's pretty much conquering your biggest fear, I would think. It it really, really was. And so the fact that I was able to do it, I was like, and this is why I can do what I do. Because I think as a coach, like, I constantly have to challenge myself. Like, when I'm coaching, I'm like, but are you doing this, Erica? And that's something that I, I constantly keep on the forefront of my mind is, am I out doing this? Am I am I practicing what I preach? Because if I, if I am, then when I speak to my clients, then I feel like I'm more empowered to empower them. And that's really what it's about. It's about giving people back their power. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that makes a really great point. I mean, I think you definitely add to your credibility when you can say, hey, I'm out there sort of practicing what I preach. That's good. Definitely. It's true. You know, I have to say this. um, In terms of, like, so many singles now, and at first, you know, we all used to say, oh, it's just an L.A. thing. But, you know, I go to – big cities and it's like it's it's everywhere like even in texas i see it amongst my girlfriends i'm like damn you girls are dating like la girls like what's the deal here um and it's just kind of spreading rampant where i feel like people are just more and more um almost afraid of love i think we're all like saying i want love i want love but when push comes to shove i think a lot of people are just afraid of it um you know, whether it's like they're afraid they're going to lose their freedom, their careers are going to be on the line or, you know, thing on Instagram. And I don't know if he actually said it, but I really want to share this. It, they said that Liam Neeson posted this and some of them he didn't, but whatever. Whoever said it, it was really powerful. And he said this. He said, everyone says love hurts, but that is not true. Loneliness hurts. Rejection hurts. Losing someone hurts. Envy hurts. Everyone gets these things confused with love, but in reality, love is the only thing in this world that covers up all pain and makes someone feel wonderful again. Love is the only thing in this world that does not hurt. And I thought that was so powerful because, I mean, if you get on Facebook, if you get on Instagram, how many things, if you follow, like, dating relationships, how many pieces of so-called advice out there is, if this person doesn't do this, leave. If they don't do that, leave. You're better than that leave. And we have all of this advice where we think we're empowering people, but all we keep telling people is leave, 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 leave. And I'm all about boundaries and I'm all about respecting yourself. But if we continue to build a culture that keeps saying, if it doesn't work out, you just leave, 
it's like there's no room for love to grow. There's no room for you to be challenged in your fears. It just doesn't happen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a relationship myself and, and my, my buttons and my love buttons are always getting challenged in my relationship. And thankfully my partner's super patient and super gracious and loving and loves me through my craziness. But you know what? It's, it's a lot of guts to just, go, you know what, I choose love in this. And and walking away, guess what? When I walk away, I'm still stuck with me. And in the next relationship, guess what? There are going to be problems again because anytime you put people in the mix, there's going to be problems. And so we can't be a generation that's just constantly walking away. But we really have to stand in and go, you know what, love is worth fighting for because it's the most beautiful thing on the planet that we have. So why not fight for it? And I feel like our generation has just been taught that, that, that there's no need in doing that. It's just going to be there. And, and it's not. Your buttons are going to come up. Your, uh, you know, stuff from your past is going to come up. Your own identity issues are going to come up. But love is the one powerful thing that can heal and remedy those things, not always walking away. I feel like you should have a series of audio books. <laughs> right now like buy, buy Eric Angelo on iTunes they're four ninety nine, and you can listen to it from here to Iowa I know in your car yeah you're, you're gonna feel a lot better about your day at the end of the at the end of the day I know I was about to start clapping and yelling bravo bravo love is the only oh, thing you know I love love I love love too oh my oh. god oh, I tell you true. I'm I'm a fortunate girl. I have a good mama who, you know, I call even when my boyfriend pisses me off and I'm sure hopefully he doesn't listen to this, but I call my mom like, oh, he pissed me off again. Mom, you know, I should just leave because that's, that's what I did. I was in a marriage for seven years and I left and I'm like, well, I should just leave. And my mom, so wise, I, she talks about her own marriage and I've seen her and my dad. They have persevered through so much. And I tell you what, every morning when I'm back in Texas, I can hear my mom and dad giggling like two kids. When my dad calls, I'm like, Mom, I live in Los Angeles. I know, I know, no, no, but your, your dad's calling me. i got to go, bye. When he calls her, like, the world stops, and those two, like, are still in love, even though all of his kids are out of the house. And I've seen them persevere through so much, and my mom always brings that back to me of, you know what, sweetheart, you could leave this relationship, but at the end of the day, you're going to find yourself in another relationship, and there are going to be problems. So, babe, you can stay and you can grow in love or you can walk away. But you'll always be with you and you'll always find those same problems in another relationship. And I'm like, damn, Bob, you're so smart. I love you. Oh, my God. I think we should we should close on that amazing, <laughs> right? Oh. I, mean, I, I mean, Ryan and I are just looking at each other nodding like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't really... I got, I got nothing. I got nothing after that. No, I got nothing after that either. Right. No, no, no. Amen, nope, yep. sister. Nope, yep, you're right. <laughs> yep, you're right. You got it. You nailed it. Oh, my it. God, you got it. You nailed it. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. All right, so everyone who's listening, you're probably as madly in love with Erica as we are. So if you are, <laughs> and um, hey, hit her up. Get some coaching. Uh, Erica, please tell us, where can they find you? They can go to my website. It's ericaangelo.com. And, you know, you can always email me. It's erica, A-R-I-C-A, at ericaangelo.com. Shoot me an email and go, hey, girl, I need some help. And I'd be happy to work with you. 
Well, you're fabulous. Thank you so much. And then we have we've got hyperlinks up on the site too, right? So, yes. Yeah. So if you go to fantasydatingradio.com. Yeah. Uh, or blog fan- talk blogtalkradio.com. Yep. Uh, you'll be able to link up to Erica Angelo's website and figure out how to get in touch with her if that's what you want to do. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before you have us bowled over in tears? <laughs> oh, I would say I would say be courageous and keep your heart open to love. That's what I would say. Stay courageous and keep your heart open. I love it. I love it. I really do. Awesome. Yes. Erica, thank you so much for joining us. You're amazing. Thank you, guys. You guys are a blast. Thank you so much. I feel so honored to be a part of this. Oh, thank you. Well, come back. We'll have you again. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you, guys. Okay. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, Seriously, I feel all warm and cheery and hopeful. Yeah, it just brightened up your whole day, didn't it? Yeah, I feel like uh, give love a chance. You were tired. Now you're getting ready to go out on a date. I know. Love will persevere. Who am I going to call right now? I know. Love will persevere. Cocktail hour, gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. Suze is on the move. (laughs) She is feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. Yes, yes. So amazing. Well, that was great. Alrighty. Well, so next week we're actually going to be talking with, uh, oh, we're going to be talking long distance relationships. Long distance relationships next week. Yes. With, uh, with lots of people who have actually been in long distance relationships. So, uh, if you have been in a long distance relationship and would like to be a part of our panel next week, please, uh, well, you can actually email us at, uh, help at fantasydatinggame.com, uh, or call us. Uh, next Wednesday at 323-870-3965 and let us know about your long-distance relationship experiences. Until then, please be courageous, like Erica said. Yeah. And uh, keep your heart open to love. I mean, so many quotable moments from from Erica Angelo. Seriously. I feel like I want to make an Erica Angelo t-shirt. <laughs> Erica just Angelo like, memes. We'll just yeah, put them everywhere. It's like... <laughs> Nine or ten different Erica Angelo t-shirts. If you don't, no. Erica, if you're still listening and you don't have a t-shirt line yet, you should consider that your mar- your 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 market for swag is there. It's, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, mugs. Ooh, bumper stickers. A good keep your heart open to love mug. <laughs> Seems like it would sit perfectly on like your. My desk. Yeah, your desk. Yeah. I was going to say, like, your elementary school secretary's desk, but yes. Yes, your desk, yes, that too, yes. Your desk actually would be a perfect spot for it as well. It would. It would be a perfect spot. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And until next week, we, we uh, can't wait for you to join us again. Uh, thanks so much to Talis Sound for our awesome theme song. Here it is. Good night. <laughs>